I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love the win. You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin with Vic Tafer and Ted Wynn. And uh, we're talking Raiders football. We're talking hard knocks. Uh, the penultimate episode was last night. Uh, one, one more week to go. Uh, uh, knock on wood, if you're with me, that you're ready for this uh, episode, this series to end. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was pretty boring myself. I, I was uh, I was kept waiting for something to happen, and then I guess the big highlight of the show was the Winnipeg game, which is not really a big <laughs> highlight. I mean, that was uh, Gruden got to show off that he was fine with the field. Yeah, he was mad about the Packers not wanting to play at first, but uh, you know, Jason Kaminda, his mom, it looks like a really nice lady, and uh, but I'm not sure I need to watch. You know, was five. she the only parent that wanted to go to Winnipeg? <laughs> That's yeah, maybe, but uh, I just don't know if I need to watch uh, Kaminda run around for five ten minutes. But uh, whatever, I'm I'm negative, I'm jaded. But uh, for me, it wasn't it wasn't a lot there. Do you think some of it is because they're limited by how much they could put out there? Maybe like the team is kind of restrictive with their content. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're they're. I'm, this has got to be if you were to, you know, talk to Hard Knock producers off the record. I mean, I, they got to say this is probably the least access they've ever had. It, at least that's what the footage seems like, right? Yeah, but I've talked to people like last night. I'm not sure there was a lot there to cut. I'm, I'm not sure there was a lot of things that were cut last night. I just think they haven't uh, done a great job of cultivating some stories. I think they've had some things not work out for them, obviously, what they planned to, to cover. So I think last night was just they didn't have much you know, stuff to, to show us, really. I'm not sure there was stuff that was cut because um, – I'm not sure why they didn't show the, uh, the Doug Martin being cut. I'm not sure why they didn't show Corey Legit signing. Those were kind of interesting nuggets that happened last week. But uh, I guess they planned to focus on Winnipeg, and they were high on, uh, on the Cabinda stuff. So that's what, the, that's what we saw. Yeah. And, but some of the, the great footage from Hard Knocks comes from, like, the, the meeting rooms stuff. And they just – there's no cameras in the meeting rooms, right? Like the D-line the, room. We get the D-line room. Yeah, except for the D-line room. But I thought that was good stuff. But yeah, that was, that was that was fine. That was yeah. that was that was interesting enough. I mean, I, yeah, it it just seems like they probably have not granted a ton of access to to the cameras as much as maybe they've gotten in the past, and and so we haven't. You know, we all expected. Oh my gosh, of course the Raiders are going to be on Hard Knocks. They've got Vontez Perfect and Richie right. Incognito. Those guys have barely even been characters. I mean, we've got Incognito counting to ten, and that's about it with him. And and Burfecht really hasn't been on the show. Um, so these big characters. You know, just really haven't uh, haven't participated, haven't been willing participants, I would assume. Um, and so, if you're the Raiders, you probably like the way the show is going because you you're fulfilling your obligation without giving away anything. Yeah, they're pretty happy with how it's gone down. They don't mind that it's a little boring. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's and it's different for. I mean, there might be fans out there that are enjoying the show. I don't know. I know some people haven't liked some of the negative reviews that we've written because. They are enjoying it, and that's fine. Well, I think if, if you're, it, I think if you're a Raider fan, you, whatever you get is great. That's what that's the feedback I got last night. Yeah. I, I kind of said it was kind of, I thought it was boring, but a lot of fans, you know what? We're loving any access we get. We're seeing things we don't normally get to see, which I appreciate that. So I think if you're a hardcore Raider fan, you're going to enjoy the show regardless. If it's if it's a little slower, if it's the watching, you know. Yeah, one thing I do stand by is I, I think the show was a year too early. Yeah, they should have done the the move to Vegas. I think it would have been a lot more interesting, but. Uh, it is what it is, and it, like you said, I think fans just l- love the access. If you're a Raider fan, you just love watching, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that you normally wouldn't get to see. Well, and the old point that Vic mentioned before this, this you know, series ran, kind of holds true that if you're a beat writer covering this team, you don't want to learn anything watching the show because 
you're not doing your job right. If, I mean, and obviously they have different access. They are supposed to learn stuff that we don't have access to. But um, as a beat writer covering the team, you you haven't walked away from an episode saying, "Dang, man, I missed that story once." And and for you, that's that's pretty good that you yeah. haven't. Yeah, there were a couple like of uh, AB Nuggets with his feet early on, which we, we didn't have access to. But other than that, it's been pretty much like I haven't been surprised, which is was good, which is a nice thing to watch and be able to relax and not run on my laptop and start tapping up stuff. So uh, that's been good. But uh, yeah, I just think there's, I think there's, like you mentioned, there's guys like Perfect and Incognito. There's enough guys there who are fascinating guys, however you cover them, which I think would be better off on that show than what we saw. Actually, there was a clip they, they tweeted out yesterday. They tweeted a clip of the punters of talking to A.J. Cole, how autographs at camp. People want his autographs. People want guys to give autographs, and he would give them to them. Like, oh, actually, we want we want Derek Carr. We don't want you. Like, and so <laughs> it's a very funny bit. That should have been on the show. They tweeted it out yesterday, and uh, for some reason didn't make the cut, but that was better than a lot of things I saw on the show last night. Well, the editors did uh, they they did Trent Brown wrong. They they did him dirty. <laughs> oh, that yeah. that was that was pretty messed up. They uh, you know we see this the scene at the end where you know you've got Buckner uh, getting on the D line about uh, about their snacks and all that, and, and you know getting getting on Anthony Rush right. And, yeah, he calls that one guy for being fat and always sneaking <laughs> sneaking snacks and eating on the, <laughs> on the sly. And they cut the Trent Brown eating like a fruit. Was it a fruit roll up? Or yeah, something? like I mean, fruit by the foot or he something. He scarfed down that fruit roll up. <laughs> I mean, who among us hasn't eaten a fruit, a fruit by the foot like that? Come on, take it back to your kid days. You... Yeah, I mean that's just the way. They, I mean that's just the way they cut things up. But because uh, we heard Luke Wilson a while back say that he kind of got framed early on with uh, Jonathan Abram, where he was, set, he looked like he said some things in regards to one incident, but it wasn't actually the case at all. So. They got to cut and paste and, I guess, make a show. But, yeah, it wasn't a great look for Trent Brown, obviously. Well, hopefully he gets an endorsement deal from uh, Fruit Roll-Ups. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth it. <laughs> At least a couple free cases sent his way, I'm sure. Go. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the football and, and the final preseason game coming up Thursday in Seattle, uh, the annual final preseason game against the Seahawks. Uh, guys on the bubble. Who who still is sitting on the bubble how many roster spots do you think are legitimately up for grabs as the Raiders uh, get ready for their final exhibition? You know, I asked Gruden that question yesterday. How he didn't many tell spot- you. He didn't just give you all the exact number. That was No, nah, he had a good point, though. There are a lot of injury question marks. You really don't know wh- which guy's going to be available, so there's a lot of things up in the air as far as, especially at defensive tackle. We don't really know what's going on with Justin Ellis, so I think it's a question mark there. But for me, that's the biggest spot, that and probably guard. I know uh, a D-tackle, they got uh, Ethan Westbrooks, who I wrote about the other day. I thought he was a lock like 10 days ago. Now nah, I think he might be in trouble. I think it's uh, Anthony Rush has been great so far. They just signed Legion, which is definitely, to me, I'm a little surprised he just kind of walks in and gets a spot, but all indications are he's making his roster. So I think he's not even worried about playing on Thursday, which to me tells me he's been told he's good. So that's a little surprising that I thought that those two guys, Westbrooks and Rush, had played well enough to both earn a spot, and now I think it's probably either or. Yeah, and, um, you know, with, uh, how do you say? I can't pronounce the name. Lugit, Lugit, Legit, Legit, Legit. Right, Corey Legit. Yeah, was he on a street? Oh, that's, what that's what I'm going with. Sorry, <laughs> that's wrong, Corey. I apologize. But was he on the street for a while, or did he just get cut? No, he's been on the street all all season. He had uh, workouts. I think I wrote. Uh, it was three teams. I think it was Cardinals, Seahawks, and somebody else over the off season. Never got signed. He's been working out in Vegas for the last month. He said he's gonna kill himself. And but it's a little alarming. The guy's off the street, yeah. and then he gets a spot. Right off the bat, but Gruden, you know, he has these strong feelings about guys, and he loves them, thinks he's going to be a perfect guy to, guy to push the pocket. And so, uh, again, you never know what's going to happen, but everything I'm hearing is he has, he has a spot locked up, so that would definitely uh, have repercussions. I mean, here's a guy who once signed a five-year, $58 million contract, $30 million guaranteed, a guy that, you know, just, you know, I mean, that's 
four years ago now, and obviously uh, the contract did not go well. You know, PED violation, injuries, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, at, at a time for a time, you know, he was he was a guy that you know the the Chargers were high on and and gave him a big deal. So um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, signing this late, he doesn't really have time to prove himself to be on the team. You you sign him this late, a veteran like that, you kind of. You know, you, you sign him because you like him and you want to give him a shot. And I, mean, I guess if Westbrooks is the guy that goes, is he a guy that gets picked up immediately or is he a guy that's sitting there in a couple of weeks if you need to make a roster move? And, you know, you, or is he a guy that, you know, if you IR a guy later down the road, is he a guy you can bring back? You know, there's a chance he, he could be brought back uh, a couple of weeks down the road. And, and obviously we know with, with veterans the kind of deal is if, you, if you're brought back after week one, right. you, your contract's not guaranteed, you don't have to pay – guarantee the whole year of it so um that could be something in play with westbrook even if he does get cut on saturday true he does have a sack though he has, he has some plays in the film this preseason but i think people are gonna notice so i think um plus he was you know a guy in the rams for five years and so i don't know you never know what guys are gonna slip through but i would think he's got enough of a name enough of a some tape this uh this preseason he'll be fine so who who are you guys let, we're gonna make our final decisions here defensive line how many are you taking who are your guys that you're taking we'll start with you vic Oh, me, Vic. All right, I'm not ready for this. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Westbrook's being uh, the odd man out, unfortunately. I'm going to go with, I think Rush still makes it. I think um, I'm just torn because I think they could roll a dice with Rush and maybe try. I think they could cut him and get him back. You know, he was an undrafted rookie, but uh, I think he's been too good. I think I've really been impressed by him on tape. So I think. Um, Especially with the story about how they, oh, we intercepted an airplane and all that kind of, I mean, a little bit exaggerated, but that whole thing. I mean, that showed that there was already interest out there in him. Right, so I got Hankins, Hall, Hurst. They can't, they can't cut P.J. Hall, I don't think, even though he's only, you know, hasn't been great. But second-round pick last year, he's got the upside they like. He's as strong as an ox, so I can't see him cutting him. So I probably haven't put Jelly on the IR. That's my guess. I think it's IR a, before or after? Yeah, I mean. Um, that's, the t- that's the tough part. I mean, it's, you know, the fact that you have to, if you want him to return, you've got to put him on right. IR after and you got to cut somebody else. So I also wonder if he. I mean, I, I mean, I never question the guy's health or injury status, but maybe just kind of playing safe with him and make him try and trade him. I mean, definitely, John mentioned there's some guys they're going to try and probably trade the receivers. They're, they're jam packed at receiver. Maybe Jilly's the guy to shop. Maybe they don't want him to get hurt and get, you know and risk further damage. But uh, so I'll go with IR before um, the 53 man roster, just okay. a total stash or a trade. But for some reason, I just get the vibe he's not going to be there. Um, on Monday, so I got uh, so Hankins, Hall, Hurst, Rush, and uh, Legion are my five. Okay, because then if they if they IRM before they can, you know, we can sit, we usually consider that season ending. But if you IR a guy before and then work out that injury settlement, they can still go sign somewhere else and, and still play this year. So it's not always season ending. It's season ending right. for him on your team, right? But you know, putting him on IR right now wouldn't necessarily mean that his season is over in the NFL. He Which I believe will be the case with Doug Martin. I think Doug Martin will get an injury settlement pretty soon here and be able to get a chance to run somewhere else. Ted, what do you got? Uh, so I have Hankins, Hurst, Hall, Legit, and Rush. It, and Rush I'm not totally sure on. Just I, I, I think there's a chance of West, is either Westbrook or Rush. And, you know, obviously Rush has flashed during – uh, the preseason, but I, I think Gruden would just likes veteran guys more because he knows what he's gonna get out of them. Um, so I'm, I'm torn between them, but I think Rush will end up making it over Westbrook. The upside definitely is there. If you yeah. if you waive Rush and keep Westbrook, you have a chance to get Rush back 
pulling practice squads. That's the ideal scenario. If that was, yeah. if that works out. Might for them. be unlikely, but it's the ideal. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that. I mean we're we're gonna go three for three here. It's same 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 deal. I mean I would take Rush just because he's. He's the young guy. He's the guy that uh, you know has gotten a lot of you know chatter, a lot, a lot of talk about him. I mean, I, I'm sure they would have wished that he kind of just played well at practice or something during the preseason, and, and they kind of were the only ones that knew about how good he was. But when he goes out there in the first game and does what he does, uh, you know, puts himself out there. Uh, you know, he, I, I don't think you could. I don't think you can. You know, I, I, I sometimes you know I know fans a lot of times get caught up in, we can't cut this guy because somebody else is going to get him. I mean, every, you know, and they always look at, they have, ro- we've got a roster crunch. You know, this is not, still not a great roster. So you can't, you know, you got to realize that a lot of guys that they get cut here, I mean, there's a lot of good guys that are getting cut across the league, better rosters across the league. So you, I, I do think sometimes people get overly concerned about, if we cut this guy, we right. won't be able to get him back. Just because, I mean, you're talking about teams that are already having to cut 37 guys from their roster and they may like a guy, but it's hard for them to, to find a way to get that guy onto their team, too. So I do always think that, that that's a little bit over-exaggerated how hard it's going to be to get a guy through waivers. But, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I still I go with, I go with Rush, um, and we'll see on Westbrook. I think he could be a guy that other teams around the league could look at and say, yeah, we'll sign him week two when we don't have to guarantee the veteran contract. And, and uh, that may be a way to, uh, to have him potentially come back in the fold if you want to. Right. I agree with you. I think if D-tackle's a spot where if you flash at all, the need is so great on the league for guys who can move well and push the pocket that those guys usually do get grabbed up. I do agree with you. People are like, oh, my God, we can't cut this guy. But really you can because he'll, he'll come back to you. But in this case, yeah, I'm not sure. But, but with Rush, uh, I think Adam Kaplan did tweet out that he is getting the attention of – uh, teams around the league, so I, I think he just be. I, I think he'll get signed if he gets cut. He's a huge guy. He's three hundred forty pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, three hundred forty pounds was a big time prospect out of you know high school and college. So those guys never totally fall off your radar if you're if you're a scout. Talk to enough agents, and everybody is getting interest around the league. True. True. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go to another position, uh, wide receiver, and this is the position where when I talk about over-exaggeration of, man, if we cut this guy, we're not going to be able to... That's wide re- that defines wide receiver. You know, wide receivers make plays in the NFL preseason, and all, a lot of fans, a lot of media, everybody gets, man, I, this guy looks really good. I don't know how we can get him back if we cut him. But there's a lot... I mean, you look at... I mean, I, I look at roster, the roster breakdowns everyone across our company is doing, and so many teams have, oh, well, we're deep at wide receiver. I mean, the Niners are saying they're deep at wide receiver. I mean, if everybody's deep at wide receiver, there, there's not going to be room for all these guys to get cut. So the Raiders do have, I think, good depth at wide receiver, and uh, there are guys that are probably NFL-quality receivers that aren't going to make their team when you're looking at like Keon Hatcher and, and Marcel Aitman. But uh, the chances of, of getting those guys back onto a practice squad are, are probably a little bit higher than people think. I agree. Who's going first? Uh, so Do you have Antonio Brown making the team? Yes, he narrowly made it. All right, Tyrell Williams? Tyrell Williams, okay. J.J. Nelson, Hunter Renfro, of course. Uh, of course, 80 <laughs> catches. And uh, Dwayne Harris. And you know, last week I, I, I thought maybe Ryan Grant would get that last spot over Keelan Doss. But after watching Hard Knocks, it, you know. I love this Doss. They just, yeah, they, it, Gruden seems like he is enamored by Doss. So it's just hard to see him getting cut. And. He's a guy that I, you know, I think would be tough to get on the, the practice squad. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm going to take the same six. I mean, I think Ryan Grant did not play, obviously, in the the Winnipeg game. And, you know, you look at that, okay, is that because he's been told his roster spot is secure or is that because the Raiders want to make sure he's healthy? And I'm going to lean toward the latter. I think if they can trade him, you know, they like him. I think you've talked about, Vic, how how much Gruden likes him, has always wanted him. And and I think in, in a world where you could have infinite wide receivers, you'd want him on your team. But um, if it's between him and Dawes, I mean, we, we can see the love affair growing between him and him and Dawson. I mean, you know, we talked about hard knocks editing. I mean, that could could easily be a hard knocks editing thing where he could be saying that about everybody and, and they're just showing it with, with Doss. But um, I'm going to say they'll they'll try to trade Ryan Grant. They'll they'll find a trade partner for Ryan Grant and uh, and Doss is the sixth one. And, and those other five guys are, are pretty much automatics. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'll say they can't trade Ryan Grant. There's not a market for him because. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, people know you're going to probably cut him anyway, yeah. so why would you give up an asset for him? And therefore, I would say John Gruden keeps seven receivers. Whoa! He keeps all of them. He loves Ryan Grant. He loves Keelan Doss. Does this mean two quarterbacks? No, I'm going to go three quarterbacks. So Whoa. I'm going uh, I'm going a little nuts here this year. Wait, but, how's he uh, going to keep two fullbacks and seven wide receivers? He's not keeping two fullbacks. <laughs> I'm just he's not keeping two fullbacks. <laughs> but uh, I think the wild card here is J.J. Nelson's been out for a while, but I think he's fine health-wise. I think he'll be back. But I think he's earned a spot. He's a guy we yeah. kind of don't talk about anymore, but – I think he's earned a spot. It looked he, good. Yeah, he looked really good, and it kind of gives him a deep threat other than, uh, than A.B. And, and Tyrell. So I'm going to say they keep – I mean, you just go based on – he'll say, you know what, these guys earn spots. Ryan Grant earned a spot on this team. So did Keelan Doss. I'm not going to choose between them. Like, we'll go with seven for now, and we can maybe make a trade later, figure something out as far as the roster goes. But I'm going with seven guys. Dwayne Harris is a lock because he's so good yeah. on teams' coverage and teams returning. And um, – so, yeah, that's my, that's my crazy thing is I'm going with seven guys, seven receivers. So, essentially, Doug Martin's cut is where – because originally I think we were thinking Doug Martin's cut is what allows him to keep the three quarterbacks. That's what I thought, yeah. So, I, I if they're ha- still keeping three, are they cutting an offensive lineman? Where, where, are, they, where are they going one thinner? Because you can't just add a – you can't just make it a 54-man roster, Vic. I think they're going to go with one less DB. I think Eric Harris could be on the bubble. Okay, I so think. four yeah. corners, four safeties? Yeah, because Lamarcus can play both. So I'd, And then that can always change. This, these are only moves that get you to Sunday. You make these moves Saturday, then Sunday you reevaluate, see what else is out there on the waiver wire. So I'm going to say when they make these moves on Saturday, they'll take one less DB, try and get one back maybe the next day. But I'll, I'll say seven receivers um, – with a small chance they may do something weird with J.J. Nelson, maybe try and do it, you know, maybe J.J. makes it on the roster and gets on IR or they stash him for a while. I don't know, but there could be some funny business. But I'm going to say seven guys, seven receivers on, on Saturday. All right, all right. So as we close in on the season, we're about a week and a half now away from the opener. What are the biggest question marks that you guys still have uh, surrounding this team? Uh, we'll start with you, Ted. Yes, yeah, so, so the question is, can the combination of A.B. and Carr be what – you know, what is advertised to be, and can Carr throw deep? That Gruden talked about wanting to throw more 50-50 balls. You know, Carr hasn't thrown that many 50-50 balls. He hasn't thrown deep in his career that much compared to the rates of other quarterbacks. Um, and this year he has three huge deep threats in A.B., Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller. So in order to take advantage of that talent, he has to do what he hasn't done and throw deep. And the question is, can he do it? Yeah, I think um, I think he will. I mean, my... my Everything I've seen so far, it seems like he's having a, a great camp. He's comfortable. He definitely doesn't work that well with A.B. on the side a lot. And I think um, there's no reason why he can't do it. I think he has your own talent. I think he's a smart guy. He definitely um, has pretty good chemistry with these guys so far. I think so. I think um, I think A.B. will have a big year. I think Derek Carr will also. 
that was that was a good question by you, Vic, to to Gruden, and an encouraging answer if you're a Raiders fan. That because we've talked about, come on, Carr, just let it rip. Just these these the talented receivers, let them make a play. And we've always kind of said that with a caveat. Well, maybe Gruden doesn't want him to. Well, now Gruden's saying, you know, Gruden could be saying different things to us and, and to him. But right. if Gruden's out here saying, no, the talent of a receiver dictates how much I want to let a guy rip. They didn't have the talent at receiver last year. They do now. And so now I want to see Derek let a rip. I want. Let's see if that can translate. If Derek can understand now, okay, my coach, because we know when he came into this league, that he was really, it was really trained in him. And don't make mistakes. Don't throw interceptions. Don't don't create turnovers. And he's kind of played like that. Well, if he can channel this now that Gruden is saying, "I want you to be aggressive," and channel it, I mean that that would be uh, that'd be fun to see. And I mean, I I like that Gruden brought that up. I, I like that you brought it up and that Gruden answered in that way because if that's really the kind of Derek Carr we see out there with Antonio Brown, with Tyrell Williams, with Darren Waller, this offense could actually reach its potential, and, and we'll see if they actually do. Yeah, plus you have great check-down options in, in Renfro and, and Josh Jacobs. So, I mean, it should be a wide-open passing attack. I mean, on paper, there's no reason why they can't score a lot of points. I mean, I mean that's definitely why they brought these guys in. That's why everyone's so optimistic right now as far as you look at the team and the players on, on the roster. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it in on this podcast a lot, and he actually had – I think we, we've seen him throw a lot of deep passes in training camp too, so it was a point of emphasis. And we, we did ask him when he was on this pod if he – he did, and he said he, he was working on it, this chemistry with throwing deep to his different targets. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think that he, he'll do it. And, you know, it's just um, that, that chemistry. Because every every receiver, when you throw to different receivers, they like the ball in different places. So we'll see ha- how quickly they can get that chemistry when they're throwing deep. So if there's one reason that he's not able to throw the ball deep and he doesn't throw the ball deep as much, it would be the number two question mark around this team, Vic. My number two question is uh, is Colton Miller. I mean, I think um, I think he's going to be solid. I'm not sure he's going to be a great left tackle, but I think he'll be solid. But he has to be, really. I mean, you look at Trent Brown on the other side, so Trent Brown will take care of one of the other team's best pass rushers. But obviously teams will go towards Colton Miller. I mean, Bradley Chubb week one, you know, so we'll have to see how he does. But um, he had mixed results last year. He definitely – that's being nice probably. Most fans will yeah. say he was terrible. But, yeah, the knee injury, so I give him a little bit of a break there. But um, – Good feet. He's gotten stronger the offseason. He's worked hard. I think the coaches are very positive about him. I'm, again, but I don't know. I'm not sure he can be that guy who can hold off elite pass rushers for a whole game. So if he doesn't hold up, then this whole thing could crumble. Yeah, um, I, he's he's looked better this offseason. There's still some concerns uh, with his technique and his his footwork that, I, that I've seen. He's not 100% there yet. Uh, but if he could play at an average level, then – at left tackle, like you said, Trent Brown's going to take care of that right side. Um, and if he plays really well, then the Raiders won't have to help him as much, and that'll help out the passing game tremendously because you could put a uh, back out right away in a route, and that changes what a defense does rather than have to chip chip him and then come out on a route. Uh, it makes it makes it easier to cover certain things. Um, so, yeah, a lot of throwing deep will depend on the development of uh, Miller. And we're also assuming that on the O-line that they survived the first couple of weeks without their guards. And Richie, yeah. mm-hmm. Richie's out for two weeks, so uh, Jonathan Cooper and Jordan Devy will be playing the two guard spots with Gabe also being out. So we're assuming those guys hold up for a little while, and I think that's a, a fair assumption. I think they're both solid, but you never know. I mean, they definitely haven't been starting uh, in the league for a reason, so we'll have to wait and see. And one reason we don't know how much better Colton Miller is, it, it kind of leads into our third question, and 
the pass rush on this Raiders team. He's not getting challenged at practice necessarily the way you would probably want to see him get challenged because he's not facing an elite pass rush. I mean, Cleveland Furl, you know, optimistic that maybe he can, you know, kind of sh- provide some of that. Josh Morrow's not a guy that's really been a pass rusher. You hope Arden Key can can be that situational guy that can deliver some sacks for you, and he looks like he is better. Um, and then you're kind of banking on getting some interior rush, and but they still don't have anything resembling what we expect to be an elite pass rusher. I mean, it, I just I we this has been such a huge issue since obviously a certain trade, and I you know and even before that that certain trade, I mean they weren't aside from that guy they weren't an elite pass rush team. I mean, they were near the bottom of the league in sacks even with him because they didn't have anybody else to, that could complement uh, Khalil Mack. And so can they can they competently rush the passer? Uh, you know, can they, can they even if they don't get sacks, can they pressure the quarterback? I, I just, I don't know. We, we don't have evidence that says that they will. Yeah, they're banking on their D-tackles. They're banking on Hankins, and those guys are going to push up front. Hankins is in great shape. They're really counting on him a lot to kind of be a guy who can get six or seven sacks this year. So if those guys can give me a push inside, it helps the other guys, makes their jobs easier. But uh, you're right, there's not an elite guy out there. Furl's definitely more of an all-around kind of guy, a run, run stopper, pursuit guy than a quick twitch guy. So um, I think he'll be fine. I just don't know, like especially year one, what his what his ceiling is. I don't know if he's gonna have like you know more than six or seven sacks. So I just think um, like, it all depends on the D tackles. I mean, that's they're counting on stopping the run and putting teams in bad spots and being able to to take advantage of that, but uh, that's, a, that's a lot to ask. Yeah, and, and you saying Clinton Farrell isn't a quick twitch guy, it's not you just being a hater, because no. they, they actually move Farrell inside on pass rushing downs, which means that they don't think he's, you know, a super fast, uh, pure edge rusher. Um, but I think we, we saw a lot of a lot more blitzes, a lot more pressure packages from Gunther in the preseason, and a lot of that has to do with they're more familiar with the system now, so he can dig deeper into his playbook. Uh, and if the Raiders' secondary is much better um, and improved, then Gunther can blitz more. He can pressure more and do that sort of thing if he can trust the back end to hold up in coverage. All right, so we have two more of our biggest questions surrounding the team, and, the, and we're going to stay on the defensive side. Okay, if, if the pass rush isn't much improved, what's that next line of defense like? How are these older veteran linebackers, how are they going to hold up? Do they have anything left? Does Vontez perfect? Is is he, you know, the guy he was a few years ago? Brandon Marshall, can he turn it back a couple years? Um, that's another big question mark because beyond those guys, it's it's you know your your kind of your younger, you know, your Markel Lees, your Nicholas Moros, and are those guys going to take the next step to be legitimate starters? Who knows? Um, question mark still there at linebacker if the veterans aren't quite what uh, what they need them to be. I have no idea what the answer is. I think Burfecht definitely is in better shape. He hasn't played much in the preseason, and it's hard to really judge these guys in camp because they're not doing a lot in terms of bringing guys down to the, to the ground. Brandon Marshall's been working through, you know, kind of getting back healthy again. He was hurt all of last year. He's kind of been playing a little more than he probably planned to in the preseason just to get back in sync. But, again, I don't know if he's the cover guy he was two years ago. And Whitehead, to me, has always been kind of a question mark. I, I get he's in phenomenal shape. He talks a great game. He looks apart, but... Wasn't a playmaker last year, and again, that wasn't his fault. There wasn't a lot, of, a lot of talent around him. This year there is, so he needs to be a guy who flies around and makes plays. I mean, i got to see that this year out of him. i got to see a guy who makes a difference. So I think um, he might be the, the more important guy of the three as far as just um, the wild card guy. But I really have no idea how those three guys are going to do. 
Yeah, I, I agree that Whitehead didn't make enough plays last year. T- t- uh, Till the end of the year looked a lot, lot better, but I, I will say I think he's looked phenomenal in camp. I thought he was one of the best Raider players in uh, when the, Ra- the Rams came th- and during the joint practice. He made a lot of plays too, so I think Whitehead is going to have a good year. Uh, as far as Perfect, we don't know exactly physically where he's at until he you know, straps on the pads and actually plays in a, a real game. Uh, but he has brought what they, they wanted with leadership and communication, teaching the young guys a defense and all that. Um, but I, I think Brandon Marshall's a, a big question mark too. If he is healthy, he'll, he'll provide the, the Raiders with somebody that could actually cover a tight end, which they haven't been able to do in a while. Uh, so he, he's going to be, his health is going to be key. All right, final question. Uh, and you talk about uh, young guys and one young guy that the Raiders could really use stepping up this year. Uh, Ted, why don't you take it away from here, the final of our five questions surrounding this team. Yeah, I think a big question is can Gary and Conley step up and take the next step in his game and become a shutdown corner? You know, Obviously, he was drafted in the first round uh, later because of off-field issues, but he, he should have been a top-10 pick if he didn't have uh, anything going, uh, You know, all that legal stuff going on. Um, and you know he he played a he, he played some really good football towards the end of last season. Uh, I think I think a lot of fans are high on him. I, I was high on what he did uh, towards the end of the last season. But it seems like the coaching staff might not be as high on him or enthusiastic about him. Maybe they're trying to push him. Uh, I, what what do you think, Vic, about what you've heard? Yeah, I think he's still a little hit or miss. I think they like he's been healthy this he's been able to participate every day, which has been new for him. But I think he makes really nice plays, and sometimes he doesn't. You're kind of like, what, what the hell is he doing there? So I just think um, I thought Trevon Mullen was going to push both him and Darryl Worley this this camp. Mullen had a little hamstring the last few weeks. He hasn't been playing much, so I think that's been an issue there. But I do think at some point Mullen will, will make a push, and I'm not sure which of those guys will, will lose some time. It might be Conley, but uh, – I think they like like his skill set. I think they're not they're not sure it's all there right now. My guy Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn he's, Nixon. He's, yeah. I mean, undrafted guy who, uh, as Gruden said, is making more plays than any of our corners. I mean, he's he's looked good. I mean, I, I remember he was a guy early on in camp. I, you know, first practice. I missed the first week. First practice, I went up to kept having to check the roster to see who thirty eight was. Just the guy who finds his way around the ball. And I mean, when a guy's an undrafted guy, you kind of don't pay that much attention to him. You're, you easy to dismiss him, but the guy keeps making plays, so it'll be interesting to see him. I think he earned his way onto this roster, don't you think? I, I do. I think he's earned a spot, yeah. So, And also, and we'll see. Nevin Lawson's out for four weeks in the yeah. PED, so we'll see what happens then. But, uh, yeah, I do think that uh, Nixon's earned a spot. Looks good. They've been one against you know, Juju as a kid and the Snoop Dogg Youth League, and that's kind of uh, it's a good experience going against that kind of guy your whole life. And Nick Nelson just hasn't looked okay. good either, so I think that also opens up a spot for him. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up here with a, a brief little fantasy section. Uh, we know, guys, probably, probably a lot of you have already done your fantasy drafts, but if you haven't, uh, Raiders that you should be looking out for. and, and All of them. All get, of get them all. Get all Derek, them. Get, take A.B. number one, take Derek in the second round, Josh Jacobs in the third, right? All right, so I pulled up some of the uh, average draft positions. It's the ADP in these uh, big-time leagues that people do. And uh, Antonio Brown's been going 21st on average, right? I think it's too low. I too think low. if you can – Get him higher, I think. Gruden wants to get him the ball. Derek Carr wants to get him the ball. I mean, he's just been a proven guy. 100 catches every year, so I think that's too low. I would take him higher. You guys' thoughts? Yeah, I'll take him higher. I, pro- he's probably a little lower just b- based on all the dra- you know, drama that's going on. So <laughs> the, I think the, people the are a little concerned. Drama. Yeah. His feet are firing, guys. So uh, next we've got Josh Jacobs at 38. He's the, uh, I think it was the ninth or 19th running back taken, I think. Running backs go high in this thing, so. 
I think Josh Jacobs is going to get a thousand yards rushing. I think he'll probably get five hundred yards receiving. Wow! So I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's. I think to me the not only did the, the cutting of Doug Martin kind of open up a spot for a quarterback, probably, but it also showed to me that you know what they're going to let Josh Jacobs run the show. I think Jalen and DeAndre will get a little bit here and there, but I think they're ready to give uh, Josh the, the the bell cow status. Thirty-eight yeah. feels about right to me. Yeah. I, I think you know thousand thousand rushing, five hundred receiving. I think that's that's possible. The, the biggest question is it's a 16-game season for a guy who's been a part-time back in college. And so the, the, the load, can he handle it all? We'll see. Will he, will he be able to, to avoid injury? That's the biggest question with him. Um, 38 seems about right. And, and if he stays healthy, though, I mean, it, it would seem like he'd be on, on pace for a big year. Right. We've got uh, Tyrell Williams is the, going 122nd, which is the 52nd receiver taken. What do you think? Is he the 52nd best receiver, Ted? Well, I think he, I think he's good, but it's, I just don't know if he's going to get the ball enough. There's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense, and including Trent Brown. Yeah, I <laughs> got um, wood if you would be. Holy <laughs> uh, Vic. I mean, I, I'm thinking he's going to get somewhere around seven, eight, seven, eight hundred yards, and then if he gets that, it'll be pretty successful as a complimentary receiver. And you know, you have Hunter Runfro going to suck 80. up ninety passes, so you know, you you got to. Sacrifice something somewhere. Let's finish up with uh, with Derek. So Derek is going 179th. He's the 24th quarterback taken, which I think is a little low. I know I understand the concerns that two rough years back to back, but we talked about these weapons he has this year. To me, 24 seems a little low for him. Yeah, I mean it's going to come down to can can the touchdown numbers go back up? Because last year, 4,000 yards, you know, passing is just the, the touchdown numbers were low. I mean, if he if he can get you know, if you, if you count on double-digit touchdowns out of Antonio Brown, if you count on Darren Waller catching four or five, you know, Tyrell Williams catching four or five, I mean, right there, that's 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 20. And and then, you know, you throw in a couple for Renfro, throw in a couple for, for whoever. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a little low. I mean, uh, I, you understand the reason for skepticism. I mean, it, it's natural. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd probably take him a little bit higher than that, than, than 24th. Especially, I mean, when you have one of the top three receivers in the league, yeah. that should elevate you a little bit. I think there's a lot of doubt. People think he can't hold up to that standard. I think he can't be like Big Ben was. But I think he could. I think he can be the same guy that Big Ben was for A.B. Just get him the ball early and often and in the good spots, and A.B. will make plays. Yeah, I, I think Carr is going to have a big season. Uh, and, you know, it's if he gets drafted that low, then, you know, just you, you could get a sleeper quarterback later on. So uh, I, I think D.C., Kind of deserves that spot just based on his previous years, but I think he's going to have a big year. So if you have a chance to get him late, I think he's going to be a sleeper quarterback. So in summary, if you're a Raiders fan and you're a fantasy guy, you're going to have a big year. You're going to do really well. All right, all right. Well, Vic, we got uh, we got some news to announce uh, for next week's show. We do. I think so. You uh, you want you want to take it away here? Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. It's our second annual remote uh, podcast. We did one last year with Frosty Rucker and. Andrew DePaula. This year we got two more Raiders coming in uh, Monday night at Linguini's in Alameda at 5 o'clock. So Labor Day uh, special. It'll be a lot of fun, a lot of fans, a lot of friends. I'm sure some family members will come out. It'll be a good time to celebrate uh, State of the Nation and also the new season. So two players next Monday night at 5 o'clock at Linguini's in Alameda. So have your Labor Day barbecue in the afternoon. Make sure you plan it, plan it properly. Have your barbecue in the afternoon. Come have a beer, have a slice of pizza, have Come hang out with us, a couple players, and, uh, and grab some swag uh, in, in the evening. Should be fun. Uh, 
as we get ready for uh, the regular season. All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys next week, and we will hopefully, for a lot of you, see you on Monday.